0: Hey friends, Jonathan here, welcome to the Encounter Podcast, a place where we can share stories of radical encounters with God and have honest conversations about what it means to live a life after Jesus. I hope the things we discuss here leave you both encouraged and challenged. So with that being said, let's get on with the podcast. Well, hey everybody, welcome back. Oh gosh, this chair is creaking. Uh, So today, I've got something real special. I've got three people this time. What? Well, that's including me. So we got Ernie again. Absolutely. And we got Jake.
1: Hey there. This is your first time? Hey, Jake. Heck yeah. Okay. Keen to get into it. Yeah, come on. Can I say heck on the show? Oh,
0: watch your phone. (laughs) It's going to (laughs) fall.
1: Um...
2: So. Can I say heck on this show? <laughs> say
1: heck? <laughs> no, you cannot, dude. I just don't know if we're on that G rating or that PG rating. Dude,
2: we're on that Christianity rating.
1: <laughs> you can just laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dang. Oh, God. So... <laughs> what
1: are we running to there? It's,
2: it's like 10 p.m. It's 7 p.m.
1: Sorry, what? 7 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just go back to
2: this right now? I don't think i these <laughs> <Dude, laughs> <have you supposed laughs> the first <guys> I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs>
0: okay, so today we're going to be doing a little Q&A, had some people send in some questions. All right, we'll start with, uh, <clears throat> what is the most awkward experience you've had while you were out evangelizing?
1: I almost got punched in the face because I misheard a dude. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at an evangelist conference. And after the message, the speaker had everybody who has experienced in evangelism to stand up. And so, you know, all us YOMers go up there. We've done it. But I'm still feeling pretty young. Inexperienced, but actually, most of the crowd had never done it. A so I'm the I'm up there, and he says, All right, everybody who's sitting down who's never done it, go find one of these experienced people. So I get this kid that's like 13, and then I get this like old man who's his uncle, and I'm like, Oh gosh, so I'm like, I'm like leading this out, or I'm like, maybe this old dude out. Anyway, so we go out, and I'm like, you know, putting on some confidence, trying to, I guess, just, I mean, this was years ago. I was a little bit insecure still, right? (laughs) So I'm like trying to be extra confident. So inside, I'm I'm all afraid still, right? But I just go up to this random dude, and I'm just like, oh, hey, I see uh, you got a cast there. Can I pray for you? He's just like, uh, yeah, sure. And I'm like, all right, is it, you know, is is it okay if I just put my hand on it and lay hand, like my hand on your cast? He's like, what? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So I stoop down and I go to reach for his light. He's like, yo, what the F are you doing? (laughs) I'm like, oh, what, what do you mean? I... I was just going to pray for your <laughs> leg. And I, like, I wasn't sure where the communication broke down, but he's just like, get away from me. And I'm like, I was just shocked. So like, I, I didn't stand up right away. I was just a little bit like confused what just happened. Cause he, I thought he said, yes, like you can put your hand. So I, so I'm just like, I froze. And he's like, do I need to tell you one more f in time? You, you get out of here right now or i punch you in the face. And he's like, he, he just like gets right up in my face, right? And his fist's up. I'm just like, yeah, alrighty. <laughs> so. Wow.
2: <laughs> Dang, that's heavy. So that's that sense. was me leading
1: these two people in evangelism.
2: Did that continue or did you, how did that go? What did they say?
1: Yeah, they were, they're actually pretty, pretty shocked, those two. Never wanted to do but, evangelism uh, again
2: or what? <laughs>
0: Can you imagine first time out, like, evangelizing, and that's what happens?
1: No, we went out, had a couple other good conversations. They were super excited, and then funny enough, I ran into that kid, like, two years later randomly at the beach, Hmm. and he was from, like, three hours away.
0: Wow. I actually don't have any awkward stories. I don't really either.
2: Hmm. I feel like, with, I mean, with the like awkward ones, I mean, I think you can always kind of turn it around, and it's only it's only as awkward as you make it. Yeah, I don't get awkward. So if it gets awkward, <laughs> you kind of like, man, have a nice day. <laughs> see you later. Wow. So, you know. say it's
0: so nice and peaceful. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess, like,
2: little... the most recent one that I ran into, I'm walking through the mall. I see this lady. And I just stop her and I'm like, hey, I noticed that she has a cast on her foot. same kind of story. And so I walk up to her. I'm like, hey, how's it going? Like, my name's Ernie. What's your name? She gives me her name. I'm just like, hey, look, I noticed that you had a cast on your foot. And I was just wondering if I could pray for it. Like, I'm a Christian, so I'd like to just pray for people who are sick. And she just looks looks at me right in the face she's like absolutely not get away from me and just walks away <laughs> and I'm just kind of going like oh okay sweet yeah have a nice day you know and so I guess like an awkward moment that would be but it's only as awkward as you make it so you just walk away going man I at least I tried you know
0: well I reckon we'll just move on to the next one then um <laughs> uh, Actually, this kind of ties perfectly, perfectly in with that honest one. But what is the easiest way you have found to approach someone and talk to them about Jesus? All right, so I can start off with this one. Like, I, obviously, I think like everyone's got to find their own like groove or whatever, find their own thing that's them. But for me, I love doing like signs and like
1: specifically free hug signs
0: because it's so non-threatening and it's like not even like overtly
1: christian hold on jonathan you like hugging oh all right okay <laughs> so
0: if you know you know all right if you know me then you know um so anyway so free hugs cuz it's it's just super non-threatening not even like overtly christian so if somebody's like oh i hate christians or something then you know they're not going to be turned off by it and then it's great because then i can just kind of like trap them in a conversation because like while i'm in the middle of the hug i'm like whispering in their ear what's your name <laughs> and then they feel like rude <laughs> 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 and, then, and then they feel like rude because you're like if, if they don't answer because they're like oh they just asked me a question not going to answer and then they answer your name and then you just keep going. And then you're just like, do you know Jesus? Cause he loves you. And he like the hug <laughs> I gave you, that was great. But Jesus's hug is way better.
1: That's fire, dude. That's good.
2: So. I'm not big on the hugs. That's much physical touch. I don't <laughs> like touch strangers like that. Um, my approach, honestly, like the easiest way for me is if they have any sort of injury that's my first approach where I'm like, yes, this is my end. I just love to pray for sick. And then just to see them get healed and stuff, just opens so many doors to actually just talk about the gospel and talk about who God is. But other than that, I usually try to find something that I can relate to them with. Like if they're wearing like a nice pair of shoes, if they have a nice shirt or anything like that, I'll actually just go and compliment and almost just kind of encourage and say, hey man, love your shoes, bro, and then just kind of go on, go according to the shoes and then just start a conversation from there. So my approach is just more I go with relational things, like relatability in either clothing or whether they have a cast or some sort of sickness that they're going through, you can see. And then sometimes you can as well actually just, you see a person and sometimes it's awesome how the Holy Spirit will actually just Highlight somebody to you and then you can actually just go off that going man I actually just noticed you and then you can just pray ask God if you have a specific word of knowledge for them or something and then you just step out in faith with that you just go hey this may be crazy but I just felt like God is saying and what God spoke to you, whether he spoke to you in a picture form or whether he gave you a Bible verse or something but I think obviously God is wanting to speak to so many people if we're willing to be used if we're willing to make that happen
1: yeah that's good I think I would relate with some of what you were saying at the end there Um, for myself I've realized that I'm just not the biggest small talker I tend to like to go straight into the deep stuff and um, I can do the old joking around or whatever with people I'm comfortable with but myself it actually just takes a while usually for me to feel comfortable with someone to just be to to just like chit chat kind of thing and so i'm still growing in that area but what i found that helps for myself then is to kind of just get a sense of what god's saying to that person and just Mm -hmm. again like asking god for a word what you were saying um a picture whatever it is just trying to sense the holy spirit and what he would say to this person right or what is the way god would look at this person and then that way you know when i'm going to this person i i can make an effort to connect and just start the small talk open up that door right and you know see if maybe i can't establish some sort of comfortable relationship there first right Mm -hmm. and you know like when you do those things like you said connect on the small things on the relatable things that's when their walls drop right And so obviously, that's really helpful if you can get to that place. But so I tend to try, you know, try the chit chat, try the connecting. But if it doesn't work, I kind of just get right into it. eh? And I'm just like, hey, so this is kind of random. If the conversation kind of starts to die, I'm just like, hey, this is kind of random. But I feel like God's saying this and I'm a Christian and I just believe God speaks is what i feel like god's saying to you can i pray for you and to me it's actually less awkward to just be blunt like that right that's Mm -hmm. that's less awkward than kind of fumbling (laughs) around with your words and like not knowing what to say it's like no just just say it yeah
2: yeah definitely on that like just saying it one thing as well that i really like to do is actually give people an explanation of what i'm what i'm doing essentially so if, let's say if there's a sick person, or if somebody is like walking with a cast or something, I'll usually walk up to them, and I'll just be like, "Hey, this may be crazy to hear, but one thing is, is that I believe in God, and I believe that He speaks to me, and He speaks to me through the Bible. And in the Bible, He said that if I lay my hands on the sick and pray for them, they will recover. And so I'll actually walk in with that kind of going, "Hey, look, this may sound crazy to you, but um, the Bible actually talks to me, and it says that if I lay my hands on the sick, they will recover. And this is something that God is actually teaching me, because of my relationship with God. This is how I do it. And I feel like he's actually teaching me to step out in faith and just to get healed. So would it be all right if I just prayed for you? And people are always just so, not always, but usually they're so receptive to that. Oh, yeah, sure. Cause they're, in their mind, they're going like, yeah, what's? what's the worst thing that could happen? Nothing. Yeah. You know, and they walk away going, oh, wow, somebody just prayed for me. That's cool. But then, if they do all of a sudden get healed, they have to walk away knowing that, wow, I was just sick before, my leg was broken. But now they have to walk away going, I'm fully healed. And they have to sit on that thought.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: I think as well, like,
0: <laughs> it's easy, like, with, like the term, like, evangelism or whatever, like, it's easy to almost make it like to get in this place where you feel like you got to make it happen and i think it you know like when you're walking with jesus he just like lives inside of you he's just a part of your life and they're like you actually don't have to make it happen like you can actually just trust holy spirit and like you just walk in obedience And let Holy Spirit do the rest. You know, like, you actually don't have to make it happen. You don't have to, like, make the conversation happen. He'll actually just let it flow, you know? Because it's like, people will ask you about your life. They'll be like, oh, what are you doing here? Like, you know, like, are you just hanging out? Or especially here on the Gold Coast, it's like a tourist place too. So it's like, are you on holiday? Or, you know, I recognize you have an accent. What do you, what is that? You know, and so... Like, they'll ask you about your life. Jesus is a part of your life, so he'll just naturally come out, you know? And But I think that's true anywhere, you know? If you start a conversation with someone and you just be with them, like, Jesus is going to come out one way or another because he's inside of you, mm-hmm. you know? So, I think... Sometimes we just need to relax. <laughs> just yeah, trust Holy Spirit. Just definitely. just let Holy Spirit guide it, and and you just worry about walking in obedience and saying yes when Holy Spirit says something. Mm-hmm. So
1: yeah, it's like what you said about we make it such a big thing, and we like just put this evangelism thing up on a pedestal. Like, oh, we're doing evangelism ministry, and we see it as a one-off or like this moment of or this thing that we're going out and doing instead of what you said just living with jesus and just making it lifestyle right but i just find it interesting how we can be out on surfers paradise here on the beach just tons of culture everywhere all around us and we're just playing volleyball we'll invite people off the beach to play with us and just through casual conversation almost every time the conversation of oh where are you from comes up you know where are you from what are you doing here usually it's university or it's working holiday there's some sort of reason why they're here right and they ask you as well and it's actually just so easy when they ask you what is it that you do and okay well I'm in YWAM what is that it's I at least for myself personally I find it so easy to talk about God when I'm asked that question because it's just it's just my life it's so mm-hmm. normal right but when it's an intentional kind of evangelism ministry time, and it's a set apart thing. And I'm going out looking for a person. Then I'm raising this thing up on a pedestal, and I'm making it so big. And it's because, and it's just that first step that's so hard, right? And I talk myself into this, like, uh you know, like, how do what, what's the right thing to say, whatever. But when someone comes and talks to me, and I wasn't out looking for them, it just comes out of me natural. Yeah. And I think for myself, that's something that I try to keep in mind when I go after a person or you know approach a person I'm just trying to be natural about it and not make it a thing right just let it come out naturally as if that person came to me right Mm -hmm.
0: just to give some context in case people don't know so I don't know if I mentioned this earlier but we're all YWAMers here YWAM Gold Coast and um, one of the ministries that we actually do is every Friday so like I said Gold Coast is like a big tourist city so we get like thousands of people coming in every day on holiday and whatnot and so every single Friday um, once a week we actually go into Surfers Paradise which is like the real tourist part and we actually just evangelize and just um, we call it city impact so we do like beach sports, volleyball, spike ball Um, we do like art on like the sidewalk with chalk and do worship in the city and pray for people and so like literally just impacting the city and um, just spreading the love of Jesus. So just to give a little bit of context of what Jake was talking
2: about there. Good. Yeah, just as well on the lifestyle thing, where I think we have as well, just put it on a big pedestal. And obviously that's such a big challenge for all of us, like, man, for evangelism, for it to just be like an everyday thing. And for, like, for it to actually just be something that like almost like a characteristic of ours or a value yeah. of ours you know what i mean like can you imagine if every christian valued it so much where let's say they're in a grocery store and there's a cashier who's having a rough day or something and you're just kind of going like man like how's your day yeah like you're just passing through you meet this person for like i don't know 30 seconds but then imagine for you if you're actually just doing this lifestyle imagine it's okay to just be like hey how's your day going mm-hmm. like just want to let you know that jesus loves you that he sees you and that you are so valued and worthy and i see that in you as well you know and for to just actually just encourage somebody like that yeah. and i think if we actually start treating it like a natural thing then all of a sudden god will actually trust us and he'll start sending that sending people to us on like bigger on like a bigger scale i think like one of the stories when i was in surfers it was me and my friend we were just kind of standing there we're just wandering around we were looking at stuff and all of a sudden we're just standing there we're looking at this one building and kind of chatting about it and all of a sudden i get like this just this asian guy and he's just standing right behind me but he's like a foot away so, like, I'm looking at the building, and all of a sudden I look beside me or, like behind me, and I see this guy just standing there. I turn around, and I'm like, hey, bro, what's going on? He just, like, looks at me, and he's like, my stomach hurts. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He's like, oh, I just had some dinner, and it's not sitting right, and it hurts. He's like, well, lucky for you, bro, you've come to the right place. <laughs> my name's Ernie. I want to let you know that Jesus loves you. Would it be all right if I prayed for your stomach that's hurting? He's like, yeah, that's fine. Say, like, cool, can I lay hands on it? Like, can I put my hands on it? He's like, yeah. And so I put my hands on his stomach, on his shoulder, and I just pray for this guy, you know? And Father, I just thank you that you love this man and any pain that he's feeling in his body and his stomach. I just ask that you just take it away. And I command the, command the pain to leave. Enough. Pain goes away, and he looks at me, and he looks at my friend. He's going, "What? Who are you guys? Like, what's What's happening right now? Why? Why is this pain gone?" I'm like, "It's Jesus, bro. Like he loves you so much, you know." And it was just a sweet opportunity where me and my friend actually just after this guy got healed, we actually got to share the full gospel with him. You know, and it was just this regular thing. We're just standing there, and this guy all of a sudden comes to us, and he decides to stand almost close enough where, we, where we're where we touching him, and he just stands there, and he's almost looking at the building with us, but we're going, like, who is this guy, you know? Yeah. And it was just such a random thing, but I think it was just such a beautiful testimony of when evangelim- evangelism becomes such a, almost like a normal thing, yeah. where you don't put it on a pedestal, and all of a sudden... Yeah natural things happen.
0: Yeah. I think as well, like kind of a different like perspective, but like on that lifestyle evangelism topic, like so many times, like when we have like a set time where we go to a specific place, like the people that you see there, a lot of times you never see them ever again, you know, but when you're living a lifestyle of just sharing Jesus, Like you actually, you know, imagine, like you said, the grocery store, like you go to the grocery store and you actually just start to notice people and you start to actually form relationships because you go to the same grocery store and the same people work at that grocery store. And now it's actually this consistent thing where you're not just encountering them one time, but you're actually now able to form a relationship and then you're continually able to speak truth into their life. And then actually out of that place, because you actually have a relationship that's formed with them outside of just one off encounter you're actually, now discipleship is happening, right? And like, how much more impactful is that than one off encounter where it's like, hey, like, I'm encouraged, but then I never speak into their life ever again, you know? And it's not to say that that's not a good thing, like, because it's it's so good and it's so valuable. And like, even the word talks about like, one man sows and another harvests and, you know, things like that. So that's definitely a part of it too. And we don't want to get rid of that. But like going beyond just the planned and the like going into the lifestyle like when you really start doing that those are the things that you that like that's the fruit that starts coming out of that is actually just discipleship wherever you go and encountering people and forming relationships with people so all right next question Uh, how can we make truth known when we live in a society that says truth is relative
2: Ooh.
0: That's a big one. Yeah, so I think like it's kind of interesting because th- you're right, this is big. Hey, like I, it's actually common to hear phrases like oh, that's true for you, but not for me. Or like do whatever you want as long as it makes you feel good. Mm. Like that's those are real things that I've actually heard people say before. You know, and it's like it all kind of centers around this like truth is relative thing, right? But like the question is like, is it really relative, you know? And I think you like, by the formation of the question itself, it sounds like the person that asked that knows that truth is not relative. Like it is objective, right? But you, I don't know, maybe you need to illustrate that some way, right? So the way that my mind kind of goes, and I'm sure there's other ways to illustrate this, but is like, look at math, right? Like two plus two equals four. Does it ever equal five? No, it doesn't. It will always equal four, right? And so you can't say, oh, it's true for you that two plus two equals four, but it's not true for me. For me, <laughs> two plus two equals five. Like, no, that's actually just not how math works. <laughs> you know? So it's like from that like perspective, like that is a truth that two plus two equals four. You know? And so from that same perspective, you, you can actually just see like truth is not relative or yeah, it's not relative, but it's actually objective, right? And there, there is solid truth that is like, it doesn't like shift, you know? It's not like sand, like it's actually, it's actually solid, right? And you can stand on it, mm. you know? And so, but the, the tricky part is figuring out what that truth is, you know? So, and I think as well, like as you're approaching things with, like, more relativity and, and relative truth, like, just kind of pointing out the logical fallacies in that, right? Like, let's say someone says, hey, do whatever you want as long as it makes you feel feel good, right? That phrase in and of itself, like, you're just inherently just not seeing the the f- logical fallacy there, the, the fallacy in your thinking. Because it's like, you can go to the extreme and be like, okay, well, what if, you know, having sex with a three-year-old makes me feel good. Does that mean it's good to do? Well, no, most people would agree that that is a terrible thing, you know? But for that person, oh, but it makes me feel good, so that must be my truth, that must be what's right. But anyone who's logical and is not, like, got some very twisted views and twisted thoughts on reality and life, would agree that that is a terrible thing, you know? And so it's just kind of like, okay, how can I actually just uncover the the flaws in the, the line of thinking here and actually help someone understand, you know? But, and as well, like, as you're pr- approaching them, I think you got to, like, be careful and, like, you know, do it in love. Don't get debatey or argumentative. Mm-hmm. But,
2: yeah. Well, I think that just the true thing for it to make for you to carry truth and to bring it into the world was that kind of the question or what was
1: it specifically
0: so how can you make truth known when we live in a society that says truth is relative
1: mm, yeah okay so maybe not so much answering what is the issue with with seeing truth as relative but more you know people just simply do look at it like that and how can we how can we actually spread truth then? Yeah. Yeah,
2: that's that's kind of the way that I was looking at it. Like for us to almost reveal truth to others, we actually have, have to walk in truth. Mm. You know? And as you walk in truth it actually just becomes it becomes known because it truth is something that you walk in and truth is something that you value. Yeah. Like even in conversations, like there's certain conversations that you will not be a part of because you're going, no, I actually don't want to talk about it because I'm not going to make all these sex jokes with you guys because that's actually not what I want to do. And so it's like, for you, that truth is, this is not a right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And so by you actually just stepping away from that is actually making truth known to them. And it's actually kind of causing people to actually question things like, oh, wow, like is this even a conversation that we should be having, you know? And then all of a sudden, as you do your life, and as you walk things out, and as you walk out truth,
1: that's how you make it done. I think what you're defining is just integrity, right, and authenticity, like we that we are actually practicing what we preach, right? Mm. Like Jesus talks about, like your like about your deeds actually being done in secret, right? not just out there for everyone to see Mm -hmm. and so I think it's not about making my deeds known to all people but it's just living life with integrity and people will just see it they'll see the fruit of it right
2: yeah
1: but I think there's the reality as well that you know it's the whole Philip jumping up on the chariot right with the eunuch and he, see, he sees the eunuch cruising by on the chariot and he's reading the word. And Philip's like, what are, you, what are you reading? And the eunuch's like, he's like, I'm reading the word, right? But, and Philip's like, well, do you understand it? And he's like, how will I understand it unless someone shows me, right? So there is the reality that, you know, there's people out there that they're actually going to hell. Like it's significant and there is something that we can do about it like we hold the key right mm. and i think we can't we can't also be passive about it people actually need to hear the truth right so i guess it's just knowing okay how do i do that then in a way that's actually loving respectful not judgmental right cool all right
0: next question is starbucks a cult yeah 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 it sounds good to me all right next one how can i get better at hearing god's voice
2: Mm. that's a good one Think you just treat God as a best friend. How do you get to know your best friend better or how do you get to know a friend? Yeah. How do you genuinely just get to know a friend? You hang out with them, you talk to them. you get to know what the you get to know the things that they like to do and you're with them through the good times and bad times if they go through something hard. you're just you're, if you're genuinely looking for a friendship, you're with somebody to that degree. And as you get to know that person more, it just becomes such a beautiful friendship, right? And it's just this thing where if you were to pick up a phone and it said no caller ID and they call you, you would immediately know the voice of your friend, you know? And it's because you spent all that time getting to know them. Now you know the voice of your friend. Or
1: you know? as if like a random stranger calls, you don't recognize that voice right It's just a random voice and I don't know who it is Yeah but when you spend time with a person you actually, you just recognize them you know them
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I think a big key in what you're saying is is that journey aspect of it like it actually takes time to develop a relationship. Yeah. You actually have to experience stuff with them, know them, mm-hmm. see how they operate, right? Okay. So. Yeah. Follow up
0: question: How would someone start that journey? You know,
2: like where do you even start? For me, when I first started, my genuine question and my genuine, I guess, response. God I would walk into a into my bedroom and I would do a bit of worship do a bit of reading and just kind of doing like regular stuff not really hearing anything from God and I would actually just start to ask God for specific things kind of going man God would you teach me to hear your voice you know like for me my relationship I like to get so just raw and straightforward and just to the point where it's like I don't know how to do something so I just ask God would you teach me you and, and so when I first kind of started hearing God's voice it was kind of going man God I actually don't know how to hear your voice but in your word it says that I will hear your voice yeah. you know because you're my shepherd and I'm your sheep and when a shepherd calls the sheep hear him Right, And so for me, I'm kind of going, man, I have to take this word and I have to hold it above experience and I have to hold it above everything that I'm going through and I have to hold it above everything that I've ever experienced from the past of it, essentially not knowing what the voice of God sounds like. Right, And I think the voice of God does sound different to each person and speaks differently to each person because he has a different relationship. right. And so when I first started, it was, that genuine response was kind of gone, man, God, would you teach me to hear your voice? You know, and then I would look at somebody, let's say if this was in like a worship setting at a church or something, I would look at somebody and I would ask God, God, would you give me a picture for that person? Give me a picture and speak something to me so that I can speak it to them and encourage them. But I want it to be something that you see say, say about them and not just me. And then I would wait for that first for whatever picture would come into my mind and just roll with it. And then after that you kinda of going, Man, this is this is a scary thing, but you just step out in faith and do it. Yeah. You know, and you just share that word with that person. Yeah. So
0: Yeah, I think as well like even just getting more, like, practical with it as well, like, it can be easy to be like, yes, God is, he's a good father, you know, he's personal, he wants to have a relationship with me, but then to still, like, I think maybe even in your subconscious a little bit, have this, like, idea of God as like, distant, like, not even maybe necessarily distant, but, like, just, like, I don't know, like, I can't see him, I can't feel him, you know? And so he, it just doesn't feel real, you know? And so it's like, okay, let's get really practical. How do how would I treat God if he was here and I was actually in a friendship with him, like, here on earth, right? And then yeah. do that, like, literally do that. Like, like, I've heard, like, people, like, going and setting up Like a picnic with God before or they go out to get food and they'll order food not just for themselves but they'll literally order an entire second meal for Jesus you know and or like you don't have to get that like crazy but stuff like think of it like that you know like literally how would I treat a friend I would talk to them okay I'm in my car right now I'm actually just gonna talk out loud And I'm even going to look in the passenger seat as if God was actually just sitting there Mm -hmm. and we're just having a conversation and being friends and, you know, shooting the breeze as we drive down the highway. You know, like, but stuff like that, you know, like just get super practical about it, practical with it. And I think as well, like another really big thing is like getting in the word too, you know, because it's like that is one of the most tangible ways to get to know God. Like it's literally filled with, history of him, you know, and his interaction with us as people, as, as, as humans, you know, and like, you can actually get to know and understand God's character and his nature through his word, Mm. you know? So take time to get into the word and to like, really understand like, man, God, what, what is he really like? What is the father really like? What is his character? What is his, what is his nature? You know? Like, what is he really like? How do we interact personally? Like, not even someone else's relationship with him, but my relationship with him. What? How does he interact with me? How is he personal to me, Mm. you know? So, yeah. And I think as well, on the note of the word, like, as you're hearing his voice, that can be a way to, like, that can be a filter for you for hearing his voice. Like, okay, does this align with, like, tangible things that I know about God? That's where it says that, God is love. Okay, so is this word that I'm getting right now, is that love? Oh, that's not love? Okay, then I know that's not God because it doesn't align. That's mm-hmm. good, yeah. Oh, it is love? Okay, cool, then it must be God. Right? Yeah. Because like who else is is it gonna be? If it aligns perfectly with what you know about God, then you know, it can't be Satan. So <laughs> you know? So like getting in the word and, and really just getting to know like what is God like is so big for hearing his voice, I think. Mm-hmm. So
1: I think, yeah, there's like, we've kind of broken it apart into a few different things here, right? Like we've kind of talked about our personal life with him and how we talk with him, but also how we actually hear him in terms of direction and stepping out and giving, you know, words to people or whatever. Um, but just going back to, you know, the practicals of a personal relationship, because I think it, it all starts there, right? It yeah, all starts yeah. In, you know, in that secret place between you and God, right, in the intimate place. And I love what you said about the practicals. It's like, you know, how would I hang out with a friend? So I think sometimes we can get so caught up in, and maybe we're not always aware of this, but yeah, like the, the feelings of he's distant or whatever, like you were saying, Jonathan, and, and we can actually go to god and ask him questions like this without really thinking about it god where are you Mm. or like god what are you saying and it's like like those are real struggles and they're real feelings and they're real battles right but i think sometimes we just don't leave that place and it's like when's the last time that i've just hung out with god and listened instead of just talked all the time yeah right like am i gonna like rock up to the base one morning and see you, Ernie, pull up in your car and just be like, first thing to you, Ernie, what are you saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just it's just weird, right? Yeah. Or like, you know, Jonathan wanna wanna go out for coffee and hang out and, and we go and we go out of our way to hang out and then I just talk the whole time. <laughs> like how how would that make you feel valued, right? And how would that be me actually getting to know you? It's just you right. hearing all of my junk. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think sometimes we use our relationship with God as a ranting place, right? And to me, I don't see that as actually really getting to know God. Yeah. that's I, I'm just, actually, it's pretty, pretty savage thing to say, but like, is that just using God as an outlet for me to rant? Like, not mm. that we can't be authentic and talk to him about our struggles, but... My point being, like, do I actually take time to know him? God, how are you doing? Like, at like that very practicals of that. Like, yeah, yeah just taking time to listen. I think be better listeners, right? Yeah, definitely. yeah.
2: That's. Okay. I mean, we
1: don't really feel valued when we hang out with somebody who just is talking about themselves all the time, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think
0: as well, like, like it's so good what you're saying, because. I think it kind of reminds me of like the Psalms in David and like, you know, kind of like you mentioned there, it, you're not saying like, there isn't a place where you can actually bring your stuff to God, right? Like there, the the Psalms are filled 150 different Psalms, you know, with the majority of them being laments, right? Which is like, God, why am I here? What is happening? Uh, like life sucks right now. Mm. Like, I'm in the pit you know i'm in the the valley and um right and so there's definitely a place where like we can bring our stuff to god but it's never meant to stay there like the like it's always it always goes from like okay yes god i'm here this is what's happening i'm really frustrated life is hard but god mm-hmm. right like it, it never just stays there you know with it exception of Psalm 88 <laughs> um, <laughs> but like the overwhelming majority like 99.999% of the Psalms you see like there's a there's at some point there's a flip where it's like but but, I, but it's you God like I know your character I know your nature I'm gonna praise you because you're worthy right and it's like flipping it from the inward to the outward focus yeah. you know because you never want to stay in that inward focus because then you're just going to swallow up into yourself you know so it's so important to actually like flip it out like, 'cause because it's not about you and you know what when you stop making it about you you feel better
1: <laughs> most of the time yeah that's really good I think we a big takeaway is just being intentional with the two the two-way aspect of a relationship right it's mm-hmm. just not one way it's not one-sided and we need to be good listeners, right? We, you know, like we say that we want to know what God's saying, but do we, are we actually willing to sacrifice our morning to hang out with Him? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm I'm tired. I don't feel Getting out of bed earlier to spend time. Okay, well, do you really actually value knowing God if you're not willing to get up in your mornings and spend time with Him? Yeah. You know, or even just like, even maybe you do spend time with him and you read, you read the word and you spend some time in prayer, but are you willing to ask him a question, but then actually just sit there and listen? Yeah. Five minutes if you have, 10 minutes if you mm-hmm. have to, without you saying a word, just listening. You know, Not that you have to do that every time, 10 minutes of listening every morning, no. Like, but the point being, like, am I willing to actually spend that time and effort to know him? Yeah. It needs a lot of intentionality with that, right? Mm.
2: like just like you would sacrifice your morning to get to know a friend yeah right like if your friend asks you oh do you want to want to grab a coffee in the morning or do you want to grab a coffee after work or something like that like that takes you actually to sacrifice whatever you had planned if you had something planned but you're almost giving your time away to somebody and it's like a really intentional thing which signifies that you value that person right mm. And if you're actually doing that with God, where you're going, man, God, I want to wake up an hour early before I go to work and actually just want to spend an hour with you. And then like Jake, like what you were saying, like be willing to actually ask God a question and within that hour, expect an answer because he speaks to you, Mm -hmm. you know? And just like when you, if you were to ask a question for a friend, from a friend, they were to give you an answer. yeah. Right, Like, if I asked you a question, Jonathan, would you ignore me? Right? <laughs> yeah. like, it's, like, maybe you would get back to me and you'd be like, um, yeah, give me five minutes and I'll give you an answer for that, or something yeah. like that, right? Like, yes, that's real, but it's just the same, same way with God, Like we ask him a question. There's also this expectation as well that he will answer, yeah. right? And that's just from intentionality of sacrificing time, Mm -hmm. And sacrificing whatever you had planned or honestly just not not just going through your day and doing everything that you do and then just kind of incorporating God into your life You, you go on actually just take time separately away from all of that and get to know him and then all of a sudden he becomes part of your life and then as you go to work he's with you right well
0: We're, uh, we'll, we'll finish it there on that question, but, um, maybe we'll do like a, another one of these. We'll, we'll see how it goes, but, um, hey, thanks guys for coming on, answering some questions, spitting some, some wisdom and knowledge and some truth. It's, uh, super sweet. So, um, all right, well, once again, thanks guys for coming on and thank you listeners for listening. You guys are awesome. Man, I just hope you have such a great day. I hope you are just so blessed and encouraged um, by the things that we've talked about, and yeah, I just hope that um, that as well. You were just challenged um, a little bit, and you know, hopefully, you leave this this podcast and step out a little bit more today and trust trust the Holy Spirit and and walk in obedience a little bit more. Um, but yeah, man, just love you and. uh like I said, have a blessed day. If you want to get in contact, you just want to get more information about what God is doing in and through Encounter Ministries or on our base here at YWAM, you can get go to encounterthegospel.org.